Free Games podcast for early September 2017. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Xenonauts 2. This is Nick Diamond, and my game of the week is not Conan Exiles. Mm. And, uh, hi there. I'm Jason McMaster, and my game of the week is not Seven Days to Die ever. <laughs> ever. I did have a friend, McMaster, who is uh, he's sort of a casual video gamer. Every now and then he'll come up to me and say, hey, have you heard of this this awesome, cool game? It's it's called, like, Bioshock. Or, <laughs> like, he'll tell me about things that are, like, from five years ago that he's just now discovering. And to him, they're the coolest things since sliced bread. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, by the way, his name is Jason as well, McMaster. What are the odds? He's not you, though. Uh, and Am so I? he recently uh, was in town, and he was like, oh, my God, I've been playing this really cool game. It's got zombies in it, so you'll love it. Uh, it's at nighttime. You have to fight a bunch of zombies, and you build a base. Uh, and I said, is this is this something that's not out yet? And he's like, oh, no, it's out. I can play it. And I said, well, do you mean like it's an early access? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you can play it. Uh, so it turns out he was talking about Seven Days to Die, uh, and he was super. So that's never your game of the week, ever. No, and it makes my wife very mad because she actually really likes it. She gave me the finger when I said that because she's sitting near me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's like a super irritating game. Uh, but it's is it it's come pretty far, though, hasn't it? Like, to hear my oh. friend describe it, it seems like it's in pretty nifty shape, although I don't know. I mean, as compared to what it used to be, sure. Okay. I mean, it looks like it came from 2007 now instead of 1993. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Like, I think in five years, it's going to be around 2012, so we should be good around then. It'll be all right. Well, the one that just came out that uh, I am, am tempted to try, but I'm probably not going to because if I can't start a fire, if I can't melt snow in longest dark, oh, I don't God. know. I, I'm not ready to take on a dinosaur in Ark, this survival thing that just came out. Uh, but that just left early access. Like, that's now an official release Unlike things like Seven Days to Die and stuff. And uh, Nick, you've you've spent some time with with. Ar- Doesn't it have a subtitle like Ark Dinosaurs Reliving or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's launched. Um, I I think the official subtitle is uh, Survival Evolved. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> but there's another Ark, like a spinoff game that they made for a while called Ark survival horde or something it's it, it was like a horde mode thing that they made like like almost a player unknowns battleground but with dinosaurs attacking you oh i, I don't know yeah better. that that almost well, sounds like fun like yeah but I, nobody about arc it. sounds fun nobody <laughs> played it so so it wound up like literally they they just wound up closing it like man never mind okay <laughs> So this is their main thing, and it's now officially out, and uh, a, a, a 1.0 playable, full-fledged, super-polished experience. Is that correct? You know, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's oh, it probably, is. Out, out of all the uh, dinosaur survival crafting games, it's probably <laughs> the best one that's come out of early access. It's probably. Probably, but uh, <laughs> you can't really guarantee that, and that's, yeah, what, I like. that's I, yeah. what I like about that. Um <laughs> You know, and the thing, too, is, like, there is a lot uh, of um, kind of uh, weird irritation uh, around that game. Like, not only did they just double the price when they left Early Access, 
uh, or before they left early access, but also the guy that designed it. I mean, he's had a lot of problems. Didn't he design part of Rust as well? Hadn't they had like all sorts of like anger between him? Well, I, yeah, well, one of the guys. I, I know one of the guys that founded the development house for Ark helped found Trendy, the guys that make Dungeon Defenders. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, and he like he got kind of a reputation of being a super prick boss. Yep. <laughs> like, he, like he was working people like a couple of articles came out where it was like, hey, if you work at Trendy, be prepared to work, you know, 900 hour weeks and you get paid shit because you work in, you know, Thailand or wherever. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I remember all that. Crap. Yeah, there was like a lot of drama. And in fact, when he left to make Ark. Like the people that own Trendy wound up suing him. Yeah, <laughs> because because of, they uh, were like, "Hey, that's you're a really the exact awesome same game or whatever." Yeah, near that's, a, <laughs> that's an awesome dinosaur game. Did you make that on our time? <laughs> 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 so yeah, there's all that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a and I, I don't know. I'm not one a fan of those tear my base down crap kind of games i don't know i'm just not i'm not into it i don't i don't like being like logging off and somebody comes and like screws up all my dinosaur pogs and shit that i got in my display case oh that was me i that was me that did that i know and i hate that like it, you know it bothers me <laughs> they were in my way they were in my display case what were you doing <laughs> Well, there's something in this other display case. and Plus, I needed the lumber, so I had to tear down the, the display case. and You know, I had to build walls to keep a triceratops out. We were right next to an 84 lumber. You could have gotten lumber there, but no, no. <laughs> uh, well, so, Nick, I need you to sell me on this arc thing while McMaster tries to sell me on something different from arc. Uh, you guys are each going to pitch these respective games. The first one to three judgments in its favor will be the winner. So, uh, Nick, you've played Ark. Let, let's hear some about Ark. McMaster, uh, what do you have to go up against Ark? Well, see, now I feel bad uh, because if it's competing for your attention, then I have, I have chosen poorly. You always play to the audience because you always play to the judge. Uh, well, then I'm changing my mind. I'm going. My, I'm presenting Conan. Okay, so it's Conan Exiles. Is that the name of it? Yeah, yeah. Conan oh. Exiles versus Ark. Uh, all right. Well, Nick, your name is sooner in the alphabet, so you go first. Uh, tell me one thing about Ark, and then McMaster, tell me one thing about Conan Exiles. Oh, geez. Uh, okay. Ark Survival Evolved. Mm-hmm. Um. Has a full price retail release and a season pass that's forty dollars, and they sold like twenty dollars worth of DLC before the game even came out of early access. Boom! So like yeah. tons of content. You're saying? Yeah, right. <laughs> a super bunch of content, um, and it's all high, so high quality that they charge full price for it. All right. Well, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting way of quote putting that. Um, <laughs> Tell me something about Conan <laughs> Exiles now. Uh, you can put your enemies on the Wheel of Pain. I don't have to get fancy. I've got the Wheel of Pain on my side. 
What is his wheel of pain? By? Is that the thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger just had to push a? Uh, yeah, like, he's like a donkey. Like he just pushes a heavy yeah, wheel yeah. around a millstone. Yeah, they they break people on the wheel of pain. Why is it called the wheel of pain? It just seems more like drudgery and tedium than pain. What is more painful than a boring existence, Tom? I don't know. Hot needles. Well, yeah, but you're not bored. <laughs> well, <laughs> Flaying knives, electricity. <laughs> I can think of lots of things. Uh, the ennui of have, existence. <laughs> they didn't have electricity. It's Conan. What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure I saw Thulsa Doom shoot electricity out of his fingertips at some point or another. Yeah, he doesn't go around to every wheel of pain to do that, <laughs> though. I mean, that's a hell of a service, and it's nice of him, but he's a busy man. All right. So I, I like the idea of being able to put your enemies on the wheel of pain, even if it's it's not. I think it's. I think the name is overselling it a little bit. Um, it's the wheel of muscle fatigue. Well, I mean, yeah. to be to be fair, it's actually a really cool mechanic in the game because if you capture NPCs in that game, you can put them on the wheel of pain, and they eventually you break them and they join your group, and you can have them do crafting and stuff like that for you while you're away. Oh, I thought it. I thought it was going to be like the movie where, where like you put them on the wheel of pain and then eventually they grow so strong that they rebel and then they come hunt you. Well, no, because that would totally suck. Why would you put someone on the wheel of pain? <laughs> I don't know. Why did Thulsa do it <laughs> on the wheel of pain? <laughs> it was an oversight. But see, I've learned. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't repeat the past mistakes. Okay. <laughs> well, McMaster, I can't think of any other game crafting otherwise where i got to put someone on a wheel of pain and then have him or her work for me so that actually sounds even though it sounds like i like the idea of there being a retail release of arc and lots of content uh i'm gonna have to give this point to conan exiles ah. so that's one point for conan exiles uh mcmaster you go first next what's tell me something else that might make me want to play conan exiles you get to specialize in all sorts of horrific blood magics Ooh, what's give me? Can you give me an example of a blood magic? Because a lot of times, blood magic, it just means, oh, your fireball is red. Well, uh, I I actually don't have a great uh, example of blood magic. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> so, but there, there, there there are blood magics one can practice in coming exiles. All right. Yeah, it's still kind of you know in development a bit. <laughs> So potential blood magics, blood magics in in process. Okay, in process. Down the pipe. Yeah, we're we're, we're getting to it. Yeah. Impending blood magic for Conan Exiles. Nick, tell me something about Ark. Okay, so in a lot of games, there is a mechanic where you can tame a little buddy. Uh, you know, just like a pet or something. Yeah. Um, in Ark Survival Evolved, you can tame dinosaurs and then eventually ride them and use them to attack other things mcmaster it's hopeless there's no way come on first of all your blood magic stuff super undeveloped uh uh, yeah i know i know dinosaur rideable dinosaur pets that's actually the thing that i have heard about that's the prominent feature about arc where i go oh that sounds cool pretty much everything else i hear about it like I, i don't care but being able to tame and then ride dinosaur mounts, that's easily a point for Ark. Oh, yeah, no, I'm with you there. No, I expected that. I, I, I've been prepared for the dinosaur that angle. Was, that was a gimme. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, what are you going <laughs> to do? 
And to be fair, blood magic is cool. I mean, I always uh, I I know, enjoyed yeah. the necromancers and whatnot, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, Master, then tell me something else about Conan Exiles. Okay, okay, sure. So, uh, Conan, in Conan Exiles, <laughs> you can make your character. Uh, there, there's like a. Uh, a if you're a, a dude, there's a dong slider. You can make your dong really big and run around naked. And the same thing for the women, except with breast size. Hmm. So you can have your perfect Sarah Palin. What? That, Sarah Palin is not a breast size, McMaster. There's way more to that woman than that. She is. No, no, I know. I know. Intellect. She wears snappy red dresses. She's got her hair in a bun. She's got glasses. She uh, has gone hunting in Alaska. She has a child named Trig. Uh, there's way more to that woman than her breast size, McMaster. I like that Trig is one of your points. For I, was, <laughs> I was scrambling. She was played by Julianne Moore in a movie. She had her own TV channel until it folded. She uh, was a Miss Alaska, probably. She can handle a rifle. So, so, she, so wait a second. She was uh, she was played by Julianne. I'm going to eat some brains with Hannibal Lecter more. That's not really that great of so a selling that's, point either. That's your go-to for Julianne Moore. That's what uh-huh. you, he says. Julianne Moore, Academy Award, at least nominee, if not winner. Uh, you think of that Hannibal movie. No, actually, if I think of Julianne Moore, honestly, I think of Magnolia uh, a lot of the time for some reason. At least you didn't say Shortcuts because that got a, a lot of attention for her as well. Oh, wasn't that that uh, Predaporte guy? Um, <laughs> Predaporte guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy that did Predaporte, yeah, wasn't that? Uh, the guy, he did the same thing, right? Or he did that movie. So what, are, ready to wear? What, what the hell was that dude's name? I don't know what ready to wear. What, what Prada Forte means? I, I, apparently, you don't. The gentleman's name is Robert oh. Altman, and he's Altman. not the Prada Forte guy. If anything, he's like the the Gosford Park guy or uh, the Mash or, guy. You could at least or call the him Shortcuts him. guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see a dong slider and a boob slider, which made McMaster. That's what you need to make a Sarah Palin avatar. <clears throat> no, no, I'm just saying that you can add that next level of realism to it by realizing the actual size of her breasts. You can get like a protractor and take pictures, and if you get the scale right, then you could do that just exactly in you know Conan. Huh. So. Nick, this if you have one blow. you're not sure about for uh, for Ark, now's the time to roll that one. In. Yeah. <laughs> This is a low blow. I feel like I feel like the Sarah Palin one is a low blow. Well, trust me, yeah, it's it's not good. <laughs> All right. Um, wow. Ah, what am I going to equal for Sarah Palin? Okay. Um, in Ark Survival Evolved, um, eventually, uh, as you progress up the chain of stuff to craft. And and gather and and you get you know you gain more skill uh, in your little skill tree. Um, eventually, you move from uh, stone weapons and wooden spears um, to slug throwers, all the way up to uh, like laser chain guns. What and lightsabers. And like jet cycles. What? <laughs> yes. Get out of here. Are you too? 
Uh, it's not all. It's not like that. Ubi's. It's not like that uh, Far Cry Primal thing where you're just dealing with Stone Age technology. No, <laughs> the, Art Survival it, it has this weird. There's a, a like a really weird story progression where you're apparently a, a prisoner on some kind of alien planet. I, I, I'm not sure the whole details, but you you progress to a point where. It's sort of like Minecraft, where you go through a portal and then you, you know, start fighting even bigger monsters and things. And it's sort of the same thing with art. You you get to the center, it's called, and you can unlock all sorts of space kind of monsters and space-themed weapons. Jeez. All right. Well, I had no idea about any of that. I'm afraid that beats a dong slider any day of the week. So uh, that's a second point in favor of Ark. Sweet. Space tech. Who doesn't want that? Now, real quick, if I was to play Ark, could I make my avatar look like Sarah Palin? Mm. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Huh. Well, in that case, uh, Nick, tell me something that I would like about Ark. Um, it has a really extensive skill tree. With a whole bunch of ability points and crafting skills that you can learn after leveling. Okay. So there's a lot of bars to fill. Okay. McMaster, what do you got to say to that about Conan Exiles? All right. So I, uh, I'm i going to go with there's a, an extensive crafting system with a lot of bars to fill. <laughs> And a skill tree? And a skill tree, yeah, yeah. Huh. This is a tough one. I'm afraid this one is a wash then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Nah, ah. It's a All tie. Right. So, uh, okay, let me think then. I, know that's I mean, fun. to be fair, McMaster, what Nick just described about Ark. It, it's about it, described about every crafting survival. Yeah, I can't imagine that, that, it, yeah. that it, it, it's not also a case you can make for Conan Exiles. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, uh, one thing that I actually do really like about Conan Exiles is they have these kind of crazy dungeons where you're chaos level or something like it's, it might not be chaos, it's something like uh, corruption I think, level will go up the further you go into them and that's that's one of the ways that you you get cool items and, uh, and stuff like that, uh, one of the caves in fact the early ones is full of like uh, like spiders and there's like kind of this big mean spider thing in it and it's pretty cool looking you know? and as you go down here you you accrue a trait or, or a resource known as corruption right right you can't so you can't just sit there and camp in the in the dungeons basically so corruption is but, bad like is it something that makes you cool or something that cripples it you? depends like uh sorcery in the game works on corruption as well the more corruption you have like you get these negatives but you also get some you know bonuses and stuff too the sorcerers have to balance corruption with their physical characters. Who's that guy that has – he's like an albino, and he's got a sword that eats souls. Uh, you know well, which one, Dritz, or are you talking um, – No, I'm talking about in, in actual like fantasy books, like real uh, fantasy Dritz books. Dritz is in fantasy books. Real <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> oh, uh, are you talking about Elric? Yeah, 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 uh, that guy, Elric, yeah. He seems yeah. like a guy who went down in a bunch of dungeons and got a bunch of corruption on him. Yeah, sure, Elric. Yeah, he's yeah he 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 hasn't had a lot of good times now. Yeah. You know what, Pastor? I got to go with this one. Uh, that sounds like a cool idea. Uh, 
this concept of becoming like getting evil all over you and then turning. Oh. All right, so it's it, it's two to two. So we've got two points in favor of Conan Exiles, two in favor of Ark Survival Evolved. Uh, this is the last one. This will determine which one wins. McMaster, you get to go first. All right. Conan Exiles is set in the world of Conan, and it's actually really cool. Like, the, the map itself, you wander across. There's not a lot of gating outside of actual difficulty gating and level monster gating. You, it's not like you have to get a key to get to some new place. It's just you have to build your character up and build your base up, and it takes time and everything. But you can go from the, the deserts that we're all used to to the frozen north. And uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff to explore. And like I said, it's a really cool setting. Okay. Nick, what do you got to say to that? Whew. Okay. Um, Arc Survival Evolved offers a free downloadable content pack called Scorched Earth that basically turns the whole game on its head and puts you in a fantasy land with dragons. Really? Wait, wait, I thought you were – so you're already – you start off with dinosaurs. You can go into some space tech place, and you can also go to a fantasy place with dragons? Yes. Seems like all over the damn place. <laughs> <laughs> Master, all you're offering is stuff reminiscent of the writings of Robert E. Howard, it sounds like. Why wouldn't I – I mean it's got like dragons on one hand, lasers on the other, dinosaurs in the middle. It sounds like a mess. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, but it's it's a mess that any fourteen year old boy like myself would enjoy. It, but it also costs twenty dollars, right? That scorched earth thing. No, that I'm, one's free. Really? Oh, it yeah, says this one's free. Free, free oh dragons, God. McMaster. Huh? How, mu- how much do dragons cost in Conan Exiles? Well, I don't know, but there are giants, there are titans and stuff. Are there actually are there dragons in the Conan universe? I don't think I've ever seen or heard of any. That's really disappointing, if that's the case. Conan never fought a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to give this one to Ark. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid, like, uh, and also just the whole idea of Conan Exiles being early release. Uh, is it is it in pretty rough shape? Like, does it feel like early release, McMaster? It did. It's come a long way, though. It actually feels pretty good. Um, how far are they from saying, okay, 1.0, we're done, go? Like, how far next, off is next that? Next year, I believe. Oh, good lord. Oh, jeez, a yeah. Pete. All right, well, I'm that's afraid this one easily. In, in early yeah. access years. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, but no, this one, I'm going to have to uh, rule in favor of Ark Survival Evolved. Uh, yeah. Don't also, come crying to me when somebody comes and messes up your dino base. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying I'm going to play it, McMaster. I'm just saying <laughs> if I were to have to play one of these, it would probably be Ark. Uh, so, are you in, are you enjoying Ark, Nick? Or if, if you, it sounds to me like you are kind of a jaded survival crafting gamer. Uh, and it, no matter how good the game is, it might be something that you have a hard time getting into. Is that still the case with Ark? I well, I don't think Ark is particularly good. Well, now you tell me. Hold on. Wait a minute. Now that I've ruled in its hey. favor. Yeah, Conan, Conan has so much more potential than that game. <laughs> uh, why do you say you don't think it's particularly good? Uh, well, f- first, it's it, it's got a lot of technical issues, um, which, you know, if it was early access, all right, whatever. But 
you know, you've launched and you're on store shelves as retail for console and PC. There are uh-huh. console versions of Ark? Yes. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That, in fact, that's that's kind of the reason why their price went up is because the console. That's, got- yeah, that's what they claim. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, hey, you can't be on our store shelves unless you're a full price game, and we're not going to let you sell the Steam version unless everything's the full price game. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so technical issues. Uh, any technical other issues? Other um, it's uh, you remember the uh, the awesome dinosaur taming part I told you about? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sounds awesome. Um, so in other games, you kind of abstract that to, you know, Hey, you feed, you feed the chipmunk a couple times and he's your buddy. Right. 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 In arc it's, and no exaggeration, literally days of feeding and tending to a dinosaur. Oh, who can be bothered to get it to kind of right. Right. Like that, like there are tutorials on how to, as a group, you know, like do shifts, basically. Oh, jeez. To, to keep oh a dinosaur fit and happy so that eventually the dinosaur will be like, okay, I guess I'm your buddy now. <laughs> oh, so they make you work for it, it sounds like. All right. Huh. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're into that, I guess. <laughs> well, Ark still wins, but I'm officially taking both of them off the table. I'm uninterested now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Conan will eventually come out of early access. I, I, I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and be fair. I. I think I enjoy Conan more. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. I mean, it wasn't fair. I swapped on you. I mean, yeah. Funcom knows what they're doing. I mean, even you yeah. know, we we all have some misgivings about Secret World, but there's some really cool stuff in Secret World, and it feels unique. And you know, Funcom as far back as Anarchy Online, those guys, yep. they're great. They know what they're doing, and I, I'm eager to see what they do with Conan once it's actually released and not. Uh, an early access situation. So, all right. Plus, I can't be playing any survival games because I've I've got a very busy week uh, currently going and ahead of me. I'm sure you guys do too. You don't have any time to be messing around feeding dinosaurs so you can ride them because you have those three goofy Crypt Keeper triplet things that you have to hunt <laughs> down in XCOM War of the Chosen. What what are those? Awesome. But I mean, yeah, I, I I did when you said that initially. I was like, oh god, I think he's right. They do kind of look like the Crypt <laughs> What are they though? Is that what the aliens look like? Are they like some advanced sectoid or something? I think they're an advanced sectoid. Yeah, I think they're like a specialty uh, race, which is the thing I like so much about this game. So, like, I like how kind of granular they've gone down with it. Like all the the new stuff is really cool. Well, let's talk about some of that then. So, so you guys have both been playing uh, War of the Chosen, right? Oh God, yes. Uh, tell me something that you one of the changes that uh, that you're really crazy about. So, Nick, go first. What's something that War of the Chosen brings that you really like? Uh, so one of the first changes I noticed is that so in XCOM two uh, in the vanilla version of the game, uh, one of the early missions is. Hey, the aliens are attacking a human resistance camp. Go send a squad of troopers out there and rescue the people. So you get there, um, and it's not a timed mission, but there's a soft timer in that uh, as the aliens are killing people, you have to try to save like a dozen of them before the aliens kill more than you can save. Right. Um, so you, you wind up sending these guys out and they go all over the place and you're, you know, fighting 
And, and it's basically a race for you to get to these civilians and touch them, basically, to rescue them, mm-hmm. which magically rescues them. Um, in <laughs> War of the Chosen, they've actually gone in and changed that mission style so that now – uh, you get into the bay, you know, the resistance camp, uh, the aliens are attacking again, but this time there are discrete pockets of fighting going on. And I say fighting because now there are resistance guys who are armed and are able to fight back. And so those are new. Those weren't in there before War of the Chosen. No, they right, just screamed no. and ran away and cried. Yeah. yeah, they were completely unarmed, completely civilian, innocent people, right. victims. Now you still get those missions, but it, on this resistance camp thing, uh, it seems like they've added those defenders in there. Yeah. yeah, they've added the defenders, and they've made it so you're not rescuing individual people. You have to kind of move your squad from pockets of activity. So there, there's like the first one, hey, go save these guys. They're having a firefight. You run in, you save them, and then another one lights up, and it's like, go save those guys, and you run over there and go save them. It, it kind of focuses you a lot more. Um, and it also tends to er, early on, that was a for a lot of people, that was a really unbalanced mission because it was very early in the campaign and they, you know, had a bunch of rookies. Uh, and you get introduced to a really powerful bad guy right off the bat there. Um, and so the new way they do it, they they put these, you know, resistance guys with guns in there that can kind of AI controlled fight back. It, it's a huge help. Right. Um, it's, they also it's draw a, some of the some of the fire, like the, right. the, uh, the you know the aliens are shooting at them as well as you. So it's yeah. not all the shots are aimed right at your guys. Yeah, that also gets at something, Nick. That uh, when when XCOM first came out, and I don't know if this was the case with XCOM two, but I remember there being a lot of complaints in the original XCOM about the way enemies respond on the map. You would move forward, and then it would just magically teleport in, you know, hey, here's two guards and a sectoid. And then you would kill them, and then it would later spawn in. But it was spawning stuff in, I think, based on you unfogging things, or I just remember there was some complaints about how they would seed the map with enemies. And it seemed very gimmicky, uh, and it involved things teleporting in. Uh, I get the sense with War of the Chosen, and I think XCOM 2 is better about this, but War of the Chosen is even more so because when you talk about those pockets of combat, I get the sense when I play those maps that the things on the maps already exist. Like I make liberal use of these things called battle scanners that you throw out and they unfog a big part of the map, and I'm constantly getting to where I see like two groups of aliens at a time, and it doesn't feel like, oh, because I unfogged – because I walked over here – it decided to generate a few aliens. It feels more like, okay, there's this patrol over here. There's these guys sitting here. Uh, I get more of a sense of a kind of a, a living, cohesive, pre-staffed map uh, yeah, that I really I, enjoy. I think you're right. Um, and did did you do any of the tutorials or whatever when you started? I don't uh, – What? how – Hmm, how would I know? I don't know if I did. Uh, the reason I ask is because like there's this one mission specifically where you have to get this power generator or whatever. Right, right, right. To, yeah, yeah. So the time limit one where you've got a certain amount of time. Right. Yeah. yeah, that was the first time I really noticed what you're talking about because you are right. Like it used to be like an unfog the map and then it's like, hey, let's throw this like group of assholes out there at some random point and then they're going to run around and get into a position that's uncomfortable for me to deal with. Whereas the uh, – yeah, this one, yeah, there certainly looks like they patrol, you know. And like yeah. The, 
Because on our way up, you know, you see them move throughout the the fog war, come back, come, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, and yeah, it, it is nice to have that. Like I've those defenders on that mission, they go down pretty quickly, but I'm I'm fine with that as long as they keep the aliens busy for a little while. Uh, it does though. It did when I was first playing. Uh, one of the aliens shot at one of the defenders, and there's that grotesque animation where when somebody dies, they go ragdolling backwards, and there's a close-up of them, and there's the blood effect. I saw that happen, and I was like, oh my god, which of my guys did I lose? Who, who was that? Which one was that? I was convinced it was one of my guys. And so then it came my turn. I was like, wait a minute, which guy? Let me cycle through the four of them. Wait, they're all still here. Oh, whew, that was one of the NPCs. But I freaked out when I saw that little tight action shot of a human dying. I was like, no! Who, who, who did I lose? lose so yeah i um i haven't uh, I, i've been filling up my character pool and you'll be happy to know that you're still alive tom and of course camp. i am i'll probably end up being a lieutenant in no time at all a major heck you were wounded pretty hard the first mission but you're a sharpshooter now so yeah hopefully. i just walked it off you know oh yeah you did <laughs> you, t- you told well you walked it off for 30 days of bed rest but if that's what you call it yeah sure but uh yeah you walked it off i did some heavy training during those 30 days just so you know. <laughs> heavy sleeping <laughs> uh, all right, so McMaster, what's something then, one of the new things in War of the Chosen that you really like? God, it's, you know, I guess a lot of it's the quality of life stuff, but I like the way that they've worked on um, the character classes and the bonds and stuff like that that they can form between the soldiers. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of interesting stuff they've done with the actual rookies and things. So uh, I like, you know, uh, I like the new. Um, for instance, like the new Ranger stuff, it seems to work better than the old Rangers, but I don't think anybody remembers the old Rangers because everybody's played with Long War II and everything for like since the dawn of time uh, because the old Rangers kind of sucked. What's the new Ranger stuff? Uh, it's It seems like they've just – they've uh, actually incorporated some of the uh, – uh, haven't they at least? In like XCOM 2, the, the Rangers, like the uh, – uh, like they uh, incorporated some of the Long War stuff, it seems like, kind of. I, they they do blend together for me because I've played so much. I've I played more Long War recently than any vanilla uh, XCOM. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't yeah. know if they specifically changed Ranger stuff, but but that does bring up the new faction classes. Like those uh, are are dramatically different than like I guess the. So I'm getting them confused. There's there's Reapers, Templars. Shoot, who are the hand-to-hand guys? What are they called? Uh, skirmishers. Skirmishers, yeah. Oh, my God, that's a generic name. And skirmishers, <laughs> by the way, yeah, that, okay. Uh, so, and each of those, I guess they're faction heroes, has a whole different skill progression uh, with a whole different resource with that pool of uh, ability points that you spend. Uh, so, you, you know, that, that right there is like a whole different character class, a whole different way of advancing a character. Uh, and I sometimes worry, like... Is this making the game easier for me? Like, are these guys too powerful? Uh, am I putting too many eggs in one basket? Because uh, I, I lost my uh, my Reaper earlier today, which uh, that hurt. Yeah, that was terrible. She was like my super badass sniper chick with all these special abilities and and ways to set off bombs and super stealth ways to. That's another thing is with her stealth, you can run around the map and see things on the map and know that they're not just teleporting things in on you suddenly uh and now i lost mine but uh those characters you've got to like mcmaster right oh no i love them fantastic 
and the, oh, the one thing is, is you can you don't have to choose a uh, you don't have to choose a specialty now with the Rangers. Like you can pick from both sides each time. You know, you don't have to be like a a shotgun or katana. You can choose like the same thing with all the characters. You can mix right. and match their skills as you level up. That was the thing. Wait, is that uh, new? That's not new. No, that's new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to pick before. Now you can kind of wait a minute. You you had to pick. God, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I'm yeah. So used you had to, to pick. They go up tree. a rank, and then you have one skill on the left, one on the right, and you can choose either one you want. It hasn't been right. that way all along. But yeah, it has. But it's not. Uh, they they were like two medical skills or something. If you were a specialist and not a hack, two. You know, you have the choice. Oh, of I see. They just hacker kind of now. Change, retune to the trees and change the ways you can right. mix and yes. mix. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So that you can make like the Rangers more um, interesting that way. You didn't have to just choose like shotgun or cortana like you did last time, basically like melee or right. shotgun. Right. You know? Right. right. Um, uh, but, so uh, go yeah, ahead. Sorry. Yeah, the prestige characters are awesome though. I love the uh, not. Uh, I'm not going to give away any spoilers. Like. <laughs> spoiling XCOM, but anyway, the, uh, <laughs> like, the one dude that was an X, um, alien, that dude is, like, a machine of death praying for war. That's the like, Skirmisher, right? Yeah, or what, is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, that dude is freaking rad. I love those things. Is it canned? Is it a, a scripted thing that he gets captured early on? Or did that I, just... I think so, yeah, that happened okay. to me. Yeah, and I think I, that's I think to that's introduce the, same, the, yeah. the the new capture mechanic where your dudes can get captured. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the the faction classes also. How do you guys feel about the whole new idea of there are other factions on the map? How do you feel what they're doing to the strategic level of the game? Well, I will say the first Lost mission I played, I was like. Uh, Tom's gonna like this. They added zombies. It's Tom's thing. So, well, I was um, told there were zombies in this, and I I didn't know anything about it before <laughs> it came out. Someone told me there were zombies in it, and I was like, yeah, sure there are. And I went and I watched just a little video and sort of skipped through bits of the the trailer for it, and there were no zombies in that trailer. So I was like, okay, he was just pulling my leg. And then when I played it, I was like, oh my god, he wasn't lying. There are zombies, and they keep spawning, and there are a bunch of them, and it gives you this whole special mechanic where you can pick them off and then get a free move. So it kind of feels like you're you're just spraying fire into a swarm of zombies. Uh, yeah, I love that. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I love that mechanic where the headshot gives you another action on those yeah. guys. It's, like, so satisfying. Like, running through there with a guy just, like, mowing down a ton of those things. Those husk-like monsters is just fantastic. And, and also, might I add, they're really – they're pretty creepy. Like, it's actually a pretty pretty creepy uh, parts of the game when you're in that town and you're dealing with those guys. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's that rundown town, and it's, it's apparently like overgrown with stuff. Why? I I want zombies in every mission, every time, constantly. Why can't I have that? <laughs> why do the zombies? Why do they have to be segregated, yo? Well, I it love is. I love that the uh, there are missions where you're fighting the aliens, and the zombies will attack you and the aliens. Oh, like they, I haven't they'll seen just that. run in and attack awesome. both sides. Yeah, because the noise, you know, just attracts them, and they just right. they just swarm in. And even the aliens are like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> you know, it's weird too because it totally gives me this like Games Workshop Necromunda kind of vibe to it for some reason. Yes. What word did you just say, Necromunda? Necromunda. Yeah, that's one of my favorite that? 
Games Workshop properties. This was probably in the late 90s, but they they released uh, these or early 2000s. They released these games, um, and Necromunda was like a turn-based kind of Warhammer-ish game, but it was in the future. You had like mutant gangs. Uh, that you fought against uh, each other and stuff. It's kind of like Blood Bowl, except you're yeah, not. I mean, obviously not football, but like you're in like a like a ruined city kind of environment, and your guys will get like individual experience, and you can level them up between games and have special stuff happen to them. And then there's been some really great Games Workshop stuff, but no, everybody only knows Warhammer, you know, <laughs> so, right, right. whatever. So you're saying the Lost kind of remind you of that Necromunda thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that whole thing. In fact, it's like so interesting to me that they kind of like the game take, took on a completely different feel with War of the Chosen. Even though like the mission structure and a lot of the stuff is like similar, it's like a completely different feeling game. It's so strange. Well, there are like Firaxis does that for sometimes for better and sometimes for worse. One of the things they did with with Civ Five and even Civ Six to a degree, and with their the DLC for those games, is it just felt like they were throwing in variations on systems that were already in there. Like, hey, here's a new kind of a tech tree. Uh, you know, this is here. Here's new new stuff you can pick with a new resource, and it just felt like stuff that was already in the game that had different labels and different resources applied to it. It didn't feel any different. It was just more. Um, and I feel that way about some of the stuff here in War of the Chosen, but there are enough new things that I feel like they've gone beyond that. Uh, but a lot of all that new stuff, like the the Chosen leveling up uh, and like doing detrimental things to your XCOM program, it's just like a miniature version of that whole Avatar conceit that was already in the game. So there's some of this sense that I feel like Firaxis is just throwing more stuff that was already in there in the game with new names. Uh, do, you, do you guys get that sense with any of it? I haven't played enough to feel that yet. Um, it's all still pretty fresh to me, but I think Nick's played a good bit more than I have. Uh, I I don't know if I sp- specifically feel the same yet, but I, it, it, I do think a lot of the... Uh, like the 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 chosen trio stuff is, uh, it, it sort of makes the alien hunter DLC, which was their, you know, part of their season pass. Like it makes that completely redundant. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember how 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 mind blowing that was when that first came out. Like, yeah. oh my god, this guy's gonna hunt me across successive missions. I'm really gonna hate him. So therefore, when I finally kill him, it's gonna be awesome. And yeah, the the those three. Goofy Crypt Keepers are just variations on that theme, aren't they? Well, yeah, they see. I mean, they're obviously a lot more powerful, I think. And, you know, they've done, you know, a lot more with like cinematics and, you know, giving them a voice and, you know, the constant, like, even on the, like, it was funny to me that even on like the over, you know, the global map, <laughs> right. you, you get the little. You get the little face communications with them where they're like, I'm going to get you. And you're like, what? <laughs> How'd you get this number? <laughs> like, hey, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, new phone. Who dis? That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did notice this. I did notice this, which I thought was weird. So the same uh, rescue the resistance camp mission that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. In vanilla XCOM 2, when you first play that miss- mission – um, in the campaign, the big reveal, and, and it's sort of a spoiler, but the big reveal is that 
on the map hidden throughout the civilians, there are those shape-shifted aliens. Right, those yeah. big melty guys. The, yeah, the yeah. big clay-faced looking dudes, right? What are they actually called? We've got a million. <laughs> <laughs> the, the I don't big know. melty guys. Yeah, big melty dudes. They might be <laughs> called shape-shifters. That, that might be Maybe. the name of it, actually. Okay. But I notice, in, so in War of the Chosen, those guys are still on that mission, but the chance of me uncovering them is a lot lower than the resistance fighters uncovering oh. them because they're already on the map, right? So that moment doesn't happen for me, the player. <laughs> right. The, the, like, the you don't even can steal it from you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even get the the little movie. There was like a little mini cinematic. Like, oh no, who are these guys? What is this? We've never seen this before. Instead, it just happens. Like they just show up on the map because the resistance guys uncover them, and you gather their bodies up and you take them back to the ranger, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, these melty dudes. <laughs> Nick, maybe your XCOM team shouldn't have held back so long and let the resistance do all the heavy lifting. Hey, those guys have guns. <laughs> those guys have guns let them handle it <laughs> uh okay so uh and i i do also like i mentioned before the the on the the over map even though this is just you know uh, another little bonus you can throw in i like having to slot different i don't know if they're skills they're, they're little mini bonuses that the different factions give you and you've got a tray and for each faction depending on how much they like you which is how many missions you've done for them you have it's, uh, three maybe four slots where you can put that fix- faction's particular bonuses in there and you have to pick which ones you get uh i like that uh you know it's always nice to be able to just add a little 10 percent here 15 percent there plus 20 there uh i'm enjoying those things yeah, oh, yeah, no, that's awesome. What's the what is the under my dude? I think I know this, but under my dude's hit points, there's a little super skinny green bar with a lightning bolt. What the heck is that? Fatigue. Where is where did that come from, uh, and how, what am I supposed to do about it? Um, yeah, nothing. You you have to let him rest every now and then. I don't want yeah. to. Yeah, I want, I want to use my best guy over and over and over again in every single mission. Well, unfortunately, that would lead you right into one of the next new big features of War of the Chosen, which is your soldiers can pick up psychological defects. Oh, yeah. Um, So, like, one of my guys picked up a thing where he kind of habitually needs to reload every turn. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. like he literally shoots one time and then he has to reload. So yeah, the, there goes his turn. Too. Yeah, I've got one of those too. And she, it's like it's not every time, but it's like it's like oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like half the time with mine. It's like she'll she'll run out there and shoot and go. Ah, if I don't put that bullet in, man, oh, man, I might need to shoot three times. I only got two shots. Oh God, you know. Yeah, it's then, funny. Yeah. It's it, my troop basically uh, goes on missions the way I play first person shooters. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Reloading every five seconds. Yeah, me too. Exactly. Oh God. <laughs> Fired a shot. Hit reload. It yeah. does sound like someone over there at Firaxis has been playing Darkest Dungeon, yes. where uh, the negatives are just as much a part of building your character as the positives. Uh, and I do like the potential for that here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the only one I've gotten is uh, one of my chicks is more likely to panic when someone else panics. She gets like panic, panic, 
where she panics because there's panic. Uh, it hasn't affected me yet, but I, it was kind of cool to get that little message about, hey, she now's got a phobia of panicking, so uh, be careful. Oh, yeah, no, that's like the thing. It, it kills me. It's uh, those guys, like if you – speaking of the fatigue, it's not – you know, you have to let them rest, or it can also happen if uh, there's like a, enough, I think, damage to them too, can't it? Or if they're close enough to death, they can get one. If I was a game designer, that's yes. how I'd make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was pretty sure that that's right. Like, if you have a chance, if you're led down to like one hit point or something, of getting a phobia after you heal. What do you guys think of this idea of? going to a screen and sending your agents out on missions, which is a lot like Ubisoft has done this with their Assassin's Creed games. We saw it in Agents of Mayhem recently. Uh, Fortnite. Uh, oh, yeah. So what, what do you guys think of having this in XCOM? I, I don't care. It doesn't really seem to do. I mean, it's nice for the training, I guess. But other than that, just, you know, I mean, it's just another, another menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 when it first popped up, I, I sort of felt like, ah, geez, this thing again, <laughs> like this mechanic. But when I saw that it actually improves the, you know, troop, yeah. and then I can take the troop on normal missions with those improvements, then it, you know, then it was like, oh, okay, you're, oh, all right, I, I'm, I'm good with it now. Like One of the things that I really liked in Long War Two, uh, and actually my biggest issue with War of the Chosen is that it's not Long War II, uh, which <laughs> is fine, but Pavon, Pavonis, Pavonis, however you say their name, those guys did such an amazing job of, of reworking the core mechanics and making yeah. XCOM feel very different, and I got super addicted to certain things in that, and one of the things I missed from that, and this idea of sending agents on missions kind of picks up a little bit of this, I loved in long war two this idea of having to prep for a mission by sending dudes out and they park somewhere and they build up i guess it was like stealth they're basically taking time to infiltrate an area so you've got several agents doing things concurrently it's not like and they did this so you wouldn't just have your a team and that's all you would ever use you've got right. one team that's setting up infiltration here you've got another one setting up infiltration here and then this mission is kicked in and you play that and then they come home and it's time to set up another one so there's this idea that rather than the four, five, or six agents I'm playing with at any given time, there's stuff for lots of people to do. And I really like how these side missions play into that idea. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And, I, and, of course, free experience. Free. I love seeing, hey, put somebody in this slot, and she's going to get plus eight dodging. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want her to have that, so I'll put her there. I, I like the how how specific it is about the returns that you get for some of those missions that's really nice also i always love when it like i've got some really great missions but i can't run them until i get a lieutenant like i love the way that xcom will gate content and this goes all the way back to the original one that julian gollop did will gate content by hey who's your highest level dude you know, how far have you progressed one dude? Because when someone gets this high, it's unlocking new content, whether it's stuff in the base or whether it's some of these missions. Uh, I like that a lot. 
Yeah, you know, and that reminds me of just like the initial XCOM 2 uh, release with uh, with how you would get, yeah you would hit those certain missions that would unlock new stuff, but they would also be like really deadly. They were almost kind of like a um, ready check or something to see if you know if you could even beat like they're almost like a gate or a bar or something for yeah. yeah. Uh, is it just me or can I zoom out way farther than I used to be able to? I haven't even tried. I always, I always forget about zooming because it moves you up and down when you mouse scroll, and I don't scroll. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, there's, a, there's a different zoom setting. Like the, the the T and the G keys will zoom you in and out. The oh, mouse scroll just are. just uh, moves your your base view through the different levels. Uh, oh yeah, and, no, I just couldn't remember how to zoom out, and I was too lazy to look. Yeah, so when you I guys get a chance, <laughs> uh, just just whack the T key a couple of times and see how far back it takes you. It's really cool for. Just getting the lay of the land. I because I play in XCOM two had been using a mod that lets you pull the camera all the way back, uh, and I think they've built that into War of the Chosen a little bit. Um, oh, nice. Uh, okay, how about? Um, I'm sure, you guys are busy setting high scores on those challenge missions. What do you think of those? Oh, I haven't wow. done any yet. I really. Uh, I want to. I don't know what they are, but I, I want to check them out. Why? What's wrong? I, I have not touched those, and I, I, oh. I have no desire to. I mean, I, I guess, like, I don't think of XCOM as a tactical system I want to optimize and, like, get a high score on and do better. I think of it as an RPG that I want to improve my characters in. You, so you anytime guys it here first. Tom's afraid. So, <laughs> well, Tom, anytime Tom I'm, doesn't want a spot on the leaderboard. What? <laughs> I actually do not. Yeah, if I if I am playing XCOM and not leveling up my own characters, that's a waste of my time. I mean, I'm not going to play with... McMaster's characters. I'm, I'm going to play my team. I'm going to level up my base, my dudes, and my saved game. Honey. Why does Firaxis think that I want to go to some little standalone mission where I don't get any bonuses from my team? Forget because that. if you score higher than me, uh, bragging rights, I think, is what they're shooting for. But we already know that I would. Oh, no, there's no way. But, uh, I mean, I appreciate that you think that. I haven't even so much as clicked on the option, so I don't know if there's, like, any cool additional unlockables or mission progression. I have no idea what they've done with that. No. Has either of you looked at it? Yeah, there, no, there's, I, I've done all the challenge missions so far. Um, the three. Oh, my yeah. God, there's just three missions? Oh, wow. Well, because, <laughs> so they have a new one every day. Oh, and it's only been right? out so. Yeah, it's only been out like the three days, so they've had a new one every day, and I've done the three. Um, so what? So two things. Uh, let me try to sell you guys on it. <laughs> so the the first thing is, um, oh, what's the uh, what's the uh, computer pinball game we all love? Zen pinball. Yes. Okay. So like Zen pinball, as you play the challenge mission. Uh, and things happen, like a trooper dies or you kill an alien or whatever, it will give you a notification telling you that, oh, 287 other players have killed their first alien by this point. Or your friend, GoBot27, killed an alien one turn before you. Dude, okay. Don't put. Don't tell everybody Tom's Steam name. He, <laughs> he's a big Leader One GoBot fan. We all know that. But oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, so that's the first thing. It does that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the second is, and this is for me, when I fire up XCOM or XCOM Two, mm-hmm. I pretty much know I'm going to be sitting there for at least four hours. 
with the challenge missions. Yeah, it is a not a short game. <laughs> and you know, it's the, the maximum is thirty minutes because there's a thirty minute time limit. Wait, what? What do you mean a thirty minute time limit? So there's a timer when you start the mission. Oh, Ew. yep. Gross. And as you play, the like the potential score you can get goes down in yeah, real time. In real time. So like, as you're sitting you, there thinking about what to do, you're losing right. points. Yep. Because if you shoot an alien, it, it, like very quickly, like in the first couple of minutes, he's worth let's say 500 points. Oh yeah. If you shoot that same alien. 20 minutes into the game, well, now he's only worth 100 points. And you like that? I love it. I love it. It puts that... And I know... It's, it's interesting. This is, the, this is that whole timer thing that everybody complained about, taken to the nth degree. <laughs> right. But oh, I, right. Yeah. I love it because it forces oh. me, really forces me to play fast. It's an interesting concept. And to be honest with you... It's it sounds like almost more RTSy than, but obviously in a TB, TBS system, you know, where it's like you have to play fast. That's like a real time strategy idea. No one ever forces you to play fast and turn based. That's kind of weird. So, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so, you know, kudos for them doing something different, even if it's not for me. So, I, so they're saying a mission every day. Is this until there are ten missions, or is this in perpetuity? What's their Schedule for content in this challenge mode. Yeah, they they haven't really released a schedule, so I don't know if this is just them, you know, cycling through a bunch of missions at first, and then they'll just, you know, repeat the cycle, or I, I, later on maybe they'll only have one mission for a week. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like when you fire it up now, it'll tell you like, Here, here's the challenge mission, and you've got ten hours and whatever minutes to play it. And then we're gonna move to the next one. So uh, and you're okay. not you're not unlocking anything for your your saved game. No, no. Yeah. All right, huh? All right, McMaster, I need you to come over here and set some high scores for me in that no, challenge I mean, mode. I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> when I do a mission in uh, XCOM 2, and you like rescue an engineer, right? Uh, you, you do the mission, you're told, hey, you rescue an engineer, and then you get back to the base, and it pops up a little window saying, hey, you've rescued so-and-so. I always enjoy sending this engineer who has just come to work for me down into the Avenger with a shovel <laughs> to dig up one of those sites. It's like, okay, thanks for joining us. Go dig up junk. Move trash. That's your new job. And yeah. Master, I, I pretend it's you every time. I know you do. I know. It's in, it's in <laughs> your heart. <laughs> Look you're, at you you're like the uh, you're like the martial arts master that makes the you know makes the student do all the terrible jobs at first to see if they can stick it out. McMaster, I need to come over. And it, wax never ends. <laughs> it never ends. I'm not gaining any mastery. I'm just, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not gonna like sweep the floor or wax the car like Mr. Miyagi taught. Oh no, no, no! I'm gonna literally just sweep the floor and wax the car. There's no fighting. Nothing good happens. There's no tournament. That, that broom skill will, will level up to 10 in no time, McMaster. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> All right, okay. so War of the Chosen, uh, are you guys uh, – you're, you're, you're currently playing it, uh, and I presume uh, going strong, right? You're losing any steam? 
I haven't even picked up steam yet because I, I was really busy last night and I fell asleep when I got home tonight. So I haven't played but a few missions and I'm really psyched. All right, good, good. Um, and I'm off for four days. That's uh, yeah, that's a good four days. You can make some progress there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm coming for your scores, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, did you guys get the email uh, about the Jaws pinball table today? <laughs> the reveal trailer? I don't want to watch it because it would have spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to watch out for the, for those Jaws pinball spoilers. <laughs> I just hope that there's like a camera trick with Roy Scheider at some point. Like you hit the ball and it just goes... You know that would be really cool. Do we know if they if they have the rights for actual like vo- voice clips from Jaws? Like they eventually got that in the Star Wars tables, I believe. Right. Uh, are they going to have like Roy Scheider and uh, Richard Dreyfus and Robert Shaw soundalikes, or do they actually have bits from from the movie? Could you tell from the trailer? I haven't watched the trailer. Uh, oh, I, okay. I, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, they show off the table a lot. I think. Uh, what they should do is instead of a multi-ball, like at a certain point in the game, they should, you know, if you rack up enough points and do do enough whatever in the flippers and blah, 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 they go ahead and just have, like, Robert Shaw do the whole speech about the Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole yeah. rest of the game. <laughs> I was I was thinking, too, like, you could have a mode where you're the shark and you're biting little Indianapolis dudes floating in the water as fast <laughs> as you can. And it makes it makes Clint real sad, uh, and and you see his face, and just every dude you bite, he just looks a little bit sadder, you know. <laughs> like he's <laughs> in the little dot matrix display, a little picture yeah. of Clint's face, right, right. Yeah, like you know, in uh, Doom uh, or uh, Wolfenstein, when B.J. Blazkowicz would get kind of bloodier, as right? The, you know, right. the lower you get, the more dudes you kill, the sadder Robert Shaw gets. It's just, I think it'd be beautiful. Oh. Very good, I like that, McMaster. Uh, yeah. Instead of the movie license, they could have gotten the book license. So they have <laughs> Dreyfus's character sleep with Roy Scheider's wife. Now, Nick, don't be gross. That's not real. <laughs> I've seen the movie. That does not happen. That's not the thing. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to see the Poltergeist two table. But you know, oh my god. <laughs> so what are they? They're they're uh, Jaws ET. It, not Pol- what's the other one? It isn't Poltergeist, is it? Oh, I, I don't know actually, but it's Universal, right? Right. So, Jaws yeah. ET, and what's the third one? Is it is it Close Encounters? That makes probably some sense. Uh, it's E.T. Now, Back to the Future. Oh, man. Eh, okay. I'd rather have a Close Encounters table. Oh, yeah. sure. I mean, it sounds cooler. But, I mean, Back to the Future is pretty safe. <laughs> it's not like, yeah, everybody loves Back to the Future. And there's a precedent for it, because Telltale, didn't Telltale do some Back to the Future games? Yeah, yeah. it was real horrible, supposedly, weren't they? Or were those the real bad ones? Uh, there was a few Telltale games that were, like, real crappy. Right. right. Well... Uh, all right, well, uh, War of the Chosen, I, I think we're all super into it. Um, yes. Nick, have you have you played one of the missions over again to beat your score? Uh, do you mean like a challenge mission? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you just go in and play and set a score? Or have you done the thing yet where you go in and play, and then you go back and play the same mission trying to get a better score? Oh, you, you, no, you can't do that. It's one time only, what? and then you're, yeah. Really? What? Yep. You get insane. one chance. It's it's super Iron Man mode. One chance and you're done. No, I need to practice. No, no it's it's like it. Eminem says, man. You know, you got one shot. You know, 
<laughs> eat, eat mom's spaghetti. <laughs> That's right. Vomit on a sweater, mom's spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, you guys, uh, thanks so much, everyone, listening to us. I am Tom Chick. I've been here with Jason V. McMaster. Not related. No relation to H.R. Uh, McMaster. No, and no. Uh, Nick Ooh. Diamond. No relation to the porn star, as far as I know. Yeah. Or Neil, or Neil Diamond. Either no. way.